Welcome to the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Nick, and we're so excited that you're here. On this podcast, we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle change. You know, all the healthy shit. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of hot or iced coffee. Or a protein shake and sit back, relax, or go on a walk. And we'll talk to you soon. Nick, how are you doing this morning? I am good. I could use a nap this morning. I don't know. It's just one of those days where you wake up and you're like, I could just stay in bed all day. But um, didn't do that. Get out of bed, went to the gym because that's, you know, the thing that I need to do. Sometimes doing the thing that you don't want to do, it turns out to be the right thing to do. Exactly. And, you know, when you do that enough, that's how you make progress, right? That is so true because I could <laughs> I could have just stayed in bed. Right. And that would have been great in the moment. But when I went to bed at night tonight, I've been like, man, I really wish that I went to the gym instead. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's making the decision that's going to make you most proud when you go to bed at night. And I absolutely love that because I think a lot of the time people think like, oh, well, I'm not motivated to go to the gym. And that's just like such a perfect example of you're not always going to be motivated, but you need to do the thing that you know at the end of the day is going to make you proud. That way you're not kicking yourself in the ass the next day, you know, or you're, you lose your consistency. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I'm just coming off my competition. So, you know, was training for something very specific and now like I don't have a competition in sight at the moment. So it's kind of like off season training thing. Training gets a little bit different and I'm just not motivated to do it at all. But just because I'm not motivated doesn't mean I'm not going to do it because it's been, I've hit two days at the gym so far since my meet and once I start seeing some progress in the lifts that I'm currently doing, I'm going to be like, all right, this is a lot more fun now seeing progress from week to week. Like first week, get back. It's just not fun. And it's really, for me, it's really just like seeing the week to week and month to month progress that really drives my motivation, which I think is the case for a lot of people. Progress drives motivation for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like you have to actually take action in order to see results. And then once you start seeing the result of that, that's when you get motivated. A lot of people, I feel like, get it backwards. Like, you have to have motivation to take action to get results. But in reality, it's not necessarily, that's not necessarily the order of operations when it comes to reaching your goal. No, it it may be. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time, you don't have the, maybe you have like the, I mean, some people get that motivation of like, they see something in themselves that they don't like, and they go, I want to change this. Which, you know, there's there's some benefit to that, but it just feels like a very negative way to get motivation. Like, oh, I hate this thing about myself. Let me change it. Instead of like loving something that you already do and trying to get better at it, I feel like that's a much better source of motivation. I don't know. Oh, I absolutely love that. I love that just like that distinction and that like just overall like topic, just because when you decide like you're going to change something, it's usually because you feel like there's something wrong with it. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like when it comes to body composition, when it comes to strength, there's nothing wrong with those things. Sure. You might want to change it for goal, like for personal reasons, but focus on the things that are going to like enhance your life. Like, Oh, well, I want to lose fat. How is that going to enhance your life? Not, Mm -hmm. 
and and not looking at it from like a superficial why like looking at the deeper why i think is more important and i want to clarify here like if that's your motivation and that's going to get you started and get you going into the gym or like making healthier habits then there's nothing inherently wrong with that because it's getting you to do something that is going to be good for you i know one of one of my like very first starting motivations was i remember feeling my thigh fats clap together and i was like i don't like that so I was like, <laughs> let me like start doing all these stupid, crazy workouts to try and change it. But I mean, it it was kind of a catalyst for me into something bigger. It took a long, long time to get there and to get where I am now from, from that moment. But my motivations changed over time. It, it started with that, but then it changed into like, wow, I can really see how much progress I'm making in the gym. And that motivated me a hell of a lot more than caring about whether my thighs clap together or not, which by the way, they still do. So. <laughs> when you went, I, I just lost it. Those of you listening can't hear. That was my reaction at the time. Okay. I literally (laughs) lost it when Nick did that. I was like covering my mouth and ought to just like freaking cackle into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think that it's valid to start because of aesthetic reasons. But if Mm. you're only continuing for aesthetic reasons, like I think that's valid. But I think that you're doing yourself a disservice by not asking yourself like, why like be a toddler to yourself why 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 Mm -hmm. why (laughs) and if you find through that why that you just want to get jacked as fuck and that's what you want to do hell yeah cool like you're allowed to let aesthetic reasons be your goal there's again nothing wrong with that that's a very common goal in the fitness industry is changing aesthetics and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think there are other goals that you can focus on though um and that doesn't have to take away from the aesthetic goal either. Like those goals can go hand in hand. Like if you want big biceps, but you also want to be able to have a really good bent over row, those goals can go hand in hand. Yeah. Like the duality of those goals, I think is great. Like starting with an aesthetic goal can be a great way to get you into the gym. And then over time, as you continue to show up and things mm-hmm. get, you know, you are developing that consistency being like, you know, last week I was curling, you know, 10 pounds for bicep curls this week. I want to try to hit, you know, 12 and a half pounds. I think that is really when things start to take off, like having like dual goals where you're working towards your aesthetic goal, but you're setting small strength goals to achieve almost like your aesthetic goal is your ultimate goal. And your, um, like strength goals are those small weekly goals that lead to the ultimate goal. It's kind of like paving the way to the ultimate goal. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And I think that's, that was kind of my experience in fitness as well. Cause when I started lifting weights, I started with just dumbbells at home. I I had five through 50 pound dumbbells and I couldn't really focus on any strength goals because in most lifts I was able to lift my heaviest dumbbell. It's like, cool, let's see how much muscle I can gain from that. And then when I switched to the gym, I was like, whoa, there's so much weight that I can lift now. Like I picked up a 55 pound dumbbell. I was like, this is what I've been missing. It's more weight. 
So, uh, you know, I, it can, it can definitely start with the aesthetic goal. If it stays there, that's cool. If it, it warps into something else, that's awesome. But let your goals be your goals. Don't let anyone else dictate your goals for you, but find out why you want to reach those goals and they will mean so much more to you. Oh, absolutely. And while we're on that topic, I think it's really good to bring up like while you're trying to reach these goals, you're going to come to a point where you're doing everything you need to do, but you don't feel like you're making progress. Have you ever been in that situation, Nick? Totally, totally. Um, I, I feel that way often. Yeah. In the moment, it feels like, oh, I only added five pounds to the bar or I couldn't add any weight to the bar this week or every lift feels heavy at the same exact weight that I did last time. But I think I just talked about this on, I don't know, I've done like five podcasts this week. So I talked about this recently, but um, if I look back at my lifts from last year to this year, even though during that time, it felt like I didn't make a lot of progress. I've added so much weight to the bar. I was looking back at my lifts from January of last year where it was a 355 pound deadlift to a 413 this year. And throughout that entire year, it felt like the progress was super slow. Nothing was happening. Nothing was changing, but look at the numbers. The numbers do not lie over that year. It's a big increase. And I think that's why having strength goals is so important because when you do have just an aesthetic goal, you're not gonna see progress from week to week most times. You're not really going to see that. It can feel very stagnant. It can feel very, um, almost like you're working so hard for nothing. And that's why I think it's so important to have like a dual goal where you have, you know, a strength goal that you're working towards and you have like that, you know, if, if you, if you have an aesthetic goal that you also have a strength goal, because like you said, the number on the bar or the, the amount of dumbbells in your hands, that is what you is going to change. Those are the numbers that you're going to see change. You might not always see your body composition changing. You're not always going to see the scale do what you want it to do. Like, and that's why I'm such an advocate that if you have an aesthetic goal, I strongly suggest you also have a strength goal because you're going to see, you're actually going to see progress because the numbers mm-hmm. don't lie. And I think for, for the aesthetic goals, as far as tracking progress is, not just focusing on the number on the scale and focusing on progress pictures and looking that over month to month, uh, because you look at yourself in the mirror on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you're going to look the same because that, that process of change is slow. And if you're looking at yourself every day, you're not going to actually notice the change unless you have that picture to look back on and be like, Oh, that's what I looked like. Because it, it, it can feel like you're not changing at all until you have an actual point in time of what you looked like versus now and compare those. And then you can see that tangible progress versus just looking in the mirror. It's not going to do shit. No. And looking in the mirror and a lot of times people will look in the mirror and immediately go into like a negative thought process. Yes. Yes they'll immediately go into a negative thought process and they'll get in their own heads about how they're not seeing progress fast enough. And then they think, fuck it, I'm doing this for no reason. And for some people, not all, but for some people, it's just enough 
to make them quit. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that I think after, you know, a short amount of time you should do. You're doing yourself a disservice because as we've said in other episodes, time is going to fucking pass anyway. Right. And I think people do that with progress pictures too. They'll tend to pick themselves apart in progress pictures and only look at that one insecurity while they'll miss every other part of their body. I know I, I had one client that I worked with about a year ago who was, she was very um, sensitive about how much her stomach would protrude from like a side view. And she was like, oh, all I can see is that. And then I literally drew a line on each picture. I was like, which line is longer from your back to your stomach? And then I showed her all the other things too. Like your delts are fucking capped now, but you're still looking at your stomach. So, you know, you, you need to focus on more than just that one or two or three insecurities that you have. Try and look at all the other parts of your body as well. Don't just focus on the negative. Look at some positive because that's what the progress pictures are for. Exactly. It's, it's to see how much progress you're making. They're not like, let's shit on ourselves pictures. Mm -hmm. Like that's not, and that doesn't do you any good. Like you're putting yourself in that headspace by doing that. And granted, I understand that it's hard because I mean, fuck, I've been there. I have been there where I've taken progress pictures. And while we're on the note of progress pictures, to everybody listening, progress pictures are straight on. Like you are getting a view of yourself that like it's not a dynamic view. So everything that you're picking yourself apart on, you're standing at weird angles. Your arms are held in weird positions. Like you don't actually look like you feel in progress mm -hmm. pictures because first of all, progress pictures are just fucking awkward. Yeah. Like, like they're just fucking awkward. You're never going to like walk up to somebody with your turned sideways with your arms out to the side and be like, hello. <laughs> 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 can you imagine oh my god oh man. I, I think nobody so like people get so uncomfortable taking initial progress pictures and i get it you're you're at a starting point where you are about to make a change to try and better yourself so you're at a point where you might feel like you might be at your lowest because you've reached this point where like okay now i need to change and those those initial progress pictures are going to be uncomfortable. I've never had a client who was like, yeah, I'm so excited to take day one progress pictures. <laughs> that's just not how it works. And that's okay. It's okay to get uncomfortable with those pictures. You don't even have to share them. Like if I have a client who's really, really uncomfortable sharing their initial progress pictures, I'm like, cool, keep them to yourself. But I'm going to want to see them in like six months so we can compare back. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fine. I can live with that. And sure enough, every time they do, and they see such a difference in themselves over the course of that time. And it, it takes time. It doesn't take a month. It doesn't take two months. It takes time for this to happen. And you have to be patient and be ready for that change. Oh yeah. So feeling stuck or feeling like, you know, you're doing everything that you need to be doing, like feeling stuck or having the process feel boring is a good thing. Like, mm. that's a good thing when you're like, oh, I'm working so hard. I'm doing this, you know, all day, every day. And I feel like I'm making zero progress. Let's focus on the positive there. You're doing the same thing. You're being fucking consistent. You're building that habit of doing what it is you need to do. 
it's like brushing your teeth isn't the most fun and exciting thing in the world. If you made brushing your teeth fun and exciting, you're probably brushing your teeth fucking wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But you do it every day because you want healthy teeth. That's why we exercise. We do it because we want a healthy body, not because it's fucking exciting, not because it's a fun thing to do. Sometimes it can be. For some people, you're going to find it super fun and you're going to enjoy it. Other people might fucking hate it. You still need to do it to some degree and find as much enjoyment as you can in it. Do things that you don't, that don't make you absolutely miserable. Like if I see a Turkish getup on my program and be like, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Really hope Natalie doesn't listen to this podcast because she put Turkish getups in my program and I didn't fucking do them today. You don't like Turkish getups? I feel like an uncoordinated rhinoceros trying to get off of the floor. Like, I can't figure out all the coordination pieces to it. There's too many moving parts. I fucking hate it. Well, first of all, that's untrue because rhinoceroses do not have opposable thumbs. (laughs) So they <laughs> they can't technically hold a kettlebell. <laughs> so that's our first problem. Yeah. So you can see how this is becoming a problem now. <laughs> uh, no, I love Turkish getups. Like kettlebell bottoms up Turkish getups. I love them because they're hard. They, they are, are hard. challenging. They are very challenging. And if you don't know what a Turkish getup is, just go onto YouTube and type in Turkish getup. And it is like, a, it's harder than it looks. And it still and it looks, looks pretty, pretty hard. hard. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'll actually do my Turkish getups next week. We'll report back on that. Yeah, don't worry, Natalie. I'll I'll make sure. I'll He'll report back and I'll make sure he does them. <laughs> <laughs> it's only sets of three too. So it's like, why am I skipping not bad. this? But yeah. yeah, that's not bad. I really like Turkish getups because they're super challenging and they're dynamic and I'm also a weirdo, but see, I don't like back squats. Mm. I don't, don't like back like squats. Them. Those are my favorite. That, yep. See, so you know what? There's the trade off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do the back squats. I'll do the Turkish get ups. Sounds, sounds good to me. I'm, yes. I'm down for it. <laughs> Zoom high five. Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like there are going to be things that you don't want to do. They're going to, and and usually the things that you don't want to do are the things that you need. Like, yeah. like I get ups. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I don't believe that everybody needs to back squat though. Mm-hmm. I will say that. And I have like a lower back issue to that makes back squatting really irritating. So I do different variations. I front squat and most people hate front squats, but I like I hate front those squats. Too. I like front squats. So front squat and uh, Turkish get ups. I really like both of those. Well, I know what I know what I would program for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to have things that you don't necessarily like enjoy doing, but doing them anyway, you're going to feel damn good about that after your workout. Yeah. Like, and I think this is important. And this is, this is kind of an important piece of programming is programming stuff that you need and stuff you enjoy and you you need a healthy balance of both because if your entire workout is just like i hate every single exercise on this list you're not going to want to do it but if you have a few things that you need to do that are going to help you like core stability stuff that maybe you don't like doing and then i don't know you get some broy bicep curls that whoever it is loves doing bicep curls you throw those in too 
so that you can do a little bit of enjoyment, a little bit of what you need, a little bit of both. Oh yeah. And I had a client who, you know, every time was like, she's like me. She loved upper body stuff. Her, one mm -hmm. of her favorite exercises was the lateral raises. Oh. And I love lateral raises myself. And so one of the things that, you know, was really hard for her was getting her lower body workout in. She's like, I just, I, I don't mm -hmm. like my legs being sore. And like, that's understandable. Um, however, in this next program, let's try something. And what we did was we did her full leg day. And at the very end, she had 60 seconds of lateral raises. And she loved it. She was like, oh my God, I'm like looking forward to doing that. Cause I was leaving him out. I left him out of her upper body workout and she was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, then don't worry. You have your, your lateral raises. They're just on your lower body program. She goes, but that's upper body. I said, yeah, but you like them. So at the very end of your workout, your reward is doing an exercise that you like. And she mm -hmm. loved it. And then that got her consistent with her leg days. And now she doesn't mind it. So it's making sure that you are sprinkling in something that you enjoy or an exercise that you enjoy or a class that you enjoy. You know, if you like Zumba, go do a Zumba class, you know, but make sure you also get your strength in. Yeah, we need we need a little bit of everything. We need we need fun and we need the shitty stuff too. So it's it's definitely an important piece of programming is to not only focus on what you need. And I think a lot of coaches miss that. I think a lot of coaches are like, well, you need to be, you said your goal was this, so we need to do this. But most people's goal is just getting more consistent at being in the gym. And yeah. if you make them hate their workouts, they're not gonna fucking do it. That's not, very true. Not going to happen. That is very true. And I think, you know, when you start to feel stuck, when you start to feel like you're doing everything right, but making zero progress, I really want you to know, first of all, check what you're doing. Make sure you're actually doing everything that you say that you're doing first and foremost, because sometimes it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm doing everything right. But if you're, you know, skipping parts of your workout or you're not shut up Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> called me out right there I Damn. didn't even mean to call you out I know so I funny. know that's that why was, it was hilarious that was... <laughs> sorry carry on <laughs> like skipping parts of your workout or like you know if you have made the decision to track your nutrition. Like, are you tracking every day? Or are there a couple days where, you know, you don't track and you met like, first of all, review your consistency, honestly, and subject or objectively review your consistency first. And if you review that and you're like, no, I'm actually like, I really am doing everything that I need to do. It's still fucking normal to feel like you're not making progress. And that's why measuring different forms of progress is so important, you know, on, you know, not just the scale, not just in the gym, but like, as Nick said, progress photos, measurements, your relationship with food, you know, like there are so many different ways, your sleep, your recovery, your, you know, making sure that you're actually taking care of yourself. There are so many better ways to make progress than, and I think there are so many ways that you can make progress 
And even when you're feeling like you're not making any at all. And I think this is something that we didn't really touch on too, but if you feel like you're not making progress in the gym and you're not tracking your workouts, how do you know you're not making progress in the gym? Because you can feel like it's kind of like looking in the mirror every day. Like I talked about earlier, like you, you feel like you might be doing the same thing. It's like, Oh, I lifted the same weight the last four weeks. Well, what about 12 weeks ago? What weight were you lifting then? If you can't look back on that and know what you were lifting 12 weeks ago, then you have no idea. This is why for my clients, I, I put all their programs in a Google spreadsheet so that they can like, they get a new tab for every month. So they can look back from April to last November and see the difference in what they were lifting. They're ever like, Hey, I feel like I'm not making progress. I'm like, well, let's, let's take a look at this November tab. See, let's see what you were doing back then. And they're like, Oh shit, you're right. I have made a lot of progress. And that, that was something that I started doing for myself. And I was like, I just wrote a lot of my workouts in like the notes app of my phone. And then I'm like, wait, let's, let's make this process better and let's implement it with clients. And it's, it's been such a successful thing to actually like track everyone's workouts. Yeah. And making sure that like you're revisiting those each month, like at the end of the month when you're like, all right, let's see how this month went, you know? And then as Nick said, you know, every three months, every six months, like look at how far you've come because on those times where you feel stuck, like you're making zero progress and you're doing everything you need to be doing, like it's going to be hard to, you know, change that feeling unless you have something to look back on that you've been, you know, tracking with. Yeah. Look, this is like, this is a long game, right? It's not just, it's not just about a month's worth of progress. It's, it's going to take a long time and it's going to feel frustrating. There are going to be times where you're like, I'm not making any progress. Maybe you're even looking back on those numbers from months ago and you're like, well, it's still, I still feel like I haven't made that much progress stick with it, stick with it for as long as you can. And, you know, you can't not make progress if you keep going. Like if you keep going and try to progress week in, week out, month in, month out, it's physiologically impossible for you not to get stronger. That it's just going to happen. Just fucking stick with it. Yeah. Stick with it. Maintain that consistency and find the joy in the boring. Mm. You know, that's something that like when people start their, you know, their fitness journey, one thing that they do is it's shiny and new. It's shiny new object syndrome. They're super excited. They're super motivated. And then, you know, three, four weeks, five weeks, eight weeks go by and they're like, fuck this again. And it's like, that's where the magic happens. That's why finding things that you enjoy is so important. I don't know how many times as a coach that I've had someone sign on with me, stick around for two months and be like, well, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, well, you should stick with it because like, this is how you're going to see progress. And they either do or they don't. Yeah. And you know, when they do, they're like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't quit when I was going to. And then for the other half of people that do quit, I feel like eight months later, they're like, Hey, can we try this again? Yep. And I, I, that's one of the most common types of clients is at least 50% of people just like start and then they quit. But 
it's the ones that stick around for a long time that actually see the progress. You can't just make progress in a month or two. You have to stick with it or nothing's ever going to change. You're just going to keep spinning your wheels. That's so true. It is so true. And I have never had somebody like come back to coaching after being like, you know, Hey, I don't think I can do this right now and be like, you know, Brooke, I am so glad that I quit. Like I've never had that happen. Like, because first of all, they're, they're coming back. So they're, they're coming back and there are other reasons why clients leave. Of course, you know, like some, you know, there, there are many other reasons. We're just talking about this scenario specifically. Um, but I have had clients where they have had so many moments where they're like, I just can't do this anymore. Like I'm not seeing any progress, not seeing any progress. And then, you know, they decide let's stick it out. Let's do the damn thing. Let's, I'm not going to give up on myself this time. I'm not going to do it. And then, you know, six months to a year later, they look back and they're like, that was the best fucking decision I've ever made for myself. They built new lifestyle habits their sleep is improved, their body composition has changed regardless of if it's their goal or not. Mm-hmm. Because when you lift weights consistently over a period of time, your body, your is, body going composition to is going to change no matter what, like your body composition will change if you're consistent and you get those stuck moments and you get the boring and the mundane mm-hmm. moments, like that's where the magic happens. So finding a way to enjoy the process and not just always focusing your attention on how close you are to the end result. Yeah. The way I see it is you have two options. Option one, you can go for something for a month, feel like it's not working, quit, take a month or two off, try something else, quit again, try something else. And then a year, by a year goes by, you've tried nine different things and you've made like 2% progress. Or you can stick with one thing for a year, never give up and make a hell of a lot more progress by being just a little bit bored with the process. Boring yeah. boring can be good for you. Yeah. And with that being said, you can make phenomenal changes. And not only that, but you can inspire those around you to make Mm. phenomenal changes. Like, oh, you know, what's your secret? Oh, I've stuck with it for a year. And what's interesting- That's the fucking secret. Like, that's the fucking secret is put on your fucking patience pants, stay consistent, and just do your shit. Like, it isn't sexy. It's It's not super appealing. Why do you think the diet industry has so many- you know, get fit quick schemes. It's because, well, they're like, people are impatient. So be patient Mm -hmm. with yourself, be comfortable getting uncomfortable and getting in those sticky, those sticky spots of your journey. Yeah. The, the secret to getting healthy, to get to losing fat, to gaining muscle, to whatever it is you want to do. It's not taking a fucking diet pill. It's not drinking a detox tea. It's not skinny wraps. It's not any of that shit. It's just being fucking patient. That is the secret. And it's like Brooke said, it's not sexy. It's not fun. And that's why it works. Because it's not this thing that's like super extreme that you're not going to be able to stick to. It's something that you can do for a long period of time, day in, day out, without wanting to 
tear your own hair out because no one wants to do that shit that you're going to quit as soon as you get the opportunity to if it's something completely extreme now if it's something sustainable that you can do in the long term yeah there might be times that you want to quit but it's going to be a lot easier to stick to especially if you have someone there supporting you whether that's a coach whether it's a family member whether it's a spouse a friend whatever it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to stick to if it's something that you can do for the long term. So that's something you need to ask yourself. Can I still be doing this a year from now? If the answer is yes, you probably found the right thing. Oh, yeah. If you know that you're not going to be able to be consistent by waking up and being at the gym by 5 a.m., like, is that really realistic for you? Probably not. Is it more realistic to go after work? Yeah. If that's realistic and you know that that's going to be your better bet, then aim for that. But like, I love that you brought up realistic and sustainable because that is what the end goal is. You want it to be sustainable. You want to be able, like, I want you to ask yourself whenever you feel like, you know, you're really motivated and you're like, okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this. Ask yourself before you start setting these elaborate goals. Can I do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. And if, if you're thinking about eating a thousand calories a day, no, you can't fucking do that for the rest of your life. No. If you're thinking about working out seven days a week for two hours, no, you can't do that for the rest of your life. Be honest with yourself on this sustainable habits. That's the name of the game. It really is. Mic drop. Slow and steady <laughs> wins the motherfucking race. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> What do you well, got planned today, Nick? I got, I got to go to work after this. I just had three clients cancel today. So that's a good time. That, oh, but you know, it means I get to leave early. So I'm not mad about it at all. You know what? Sometimes I'll be you gotta have those days. I'm in oh, two to that's six. Nice. It's going to be super fucking easy. That's nice. I love that. I love that for you. You are living your dream right now. Mm-hmm. Work on some content today, you know. Gotta get back to that shit. So yeah, it's hard. I yeah, mean, this isn't podcasting it's a cons- isn't. <laughs> it's a consistency game for that too. Like creating content for social media is a consistency thing too. And I was at points in my life where it's like, I'm gonna post five times a day on social media for an entire month. And that wasn't realistic for me. I I did it for the month. And then after that, I was like, I never want to fucking post on social media again. And since then I've had like such a burnout with social media. So like, I got to get back into just doing like one a day and I'll be good. Oh, I love that. Yep. Just one a day posting, making sure it's up there, you know, giving people content that they can get value out of and saying, all right, I've done my job today. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my version of trying to eat a thousand calories for an entire month, but social media version. <laughs> but you actually have done that too with Beachbody. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, felt like absolute garbage and was tired all the time and hated everyone and everything. So I feel that. I feel that. I just, I have a pretty, I don't have like a super jam packed. Well, no, I have a lot of programs to write, which is, I, I like programming. So mm. I'm not mad about it. I like programming. Going to study a little bit today. Nice. Study. And uh, I have two poll classes I need to go to. It's a packed so, day. It's a pretty packed yeah, day. Pretty packed day. So we're going to make it through. I'm on 
Oh, well, I'm drinking tea right now because yesterday I was so overly caffeinated. I was jumping ahead in the week. I said on social media, like, happy Wednesday. And it was yeah, you've Tuesday. had two Wednesdays on Tuesday in a row. Yeah, it's but, you know, I had like two people from Australia reach out and be like, um, it's technically Wednesday over here. So you're not all wrong. I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Australia. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Australians. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for lessening the blow for me because I was like, what was funny is the the first person who told me that it was Tuesday was one of my clients. They're like, um, hey, Brooke, just a reminder that it's Tuesday and you have your little check ins that you do because I have I work for Beth and then I still have a couple of my own clients that, you know, I work with one on one um, through my business. And uh, from before I started working with Beth, now I only take clients through Beth. Um, yeah. But She's like, today's our check-in day, just a reminder so you remember. I'm like, I know what day it is. I just wrote Wednesday. There's something about Wednesday that's just like, happy Wednesday. There is something about Wednesday, yeah. I'm I'm just curious to see what happens next week. I'm wondering if we're going to have another Wednesday-ish Tuesday. Fuck, dude. I need to like put an alarm on my phone. It's Tuesday. It's fucking Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Isn't that like the Friday song? Oh, my God. The Rebecca Black. <laughs> We've taken a turn here on the Donuts and Dumbbells podcast. Where we we're have... starting to do re- we're starting to do Re- Rebecca Black parodies. Oh no. no! I'm so sorry to our listeners. <laughs> I might be able to move well, but this bitch don't sing. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, I am a karaoke king. So <laughs> you know what? I believe it. I believe that you walk up there and you sing some tea swizzle. Of course. With no regrets. Not none whatsoever. None what is whatsoever. your favorite Taylor Swift song of all time? Oh, that is such a hard question. And it changes day in, day out. I do I do not have an answer. I can't give you an answer on that That's one. That's really hard. What is your what's your current favorite? Yeah, I still Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You know what's funny is I listened to her new album and she, she, I used to not like Taylor Swift. I used to, but like, man, she actually, this last album got me listening to her. Mm, Like, it's good. It's good. It was really good. I really like her song, Midnight Rain. Classic. I love it. Absolutely love it. But the song, The Man, on the Lovers album. Oh, that is such a good... Have you seen the music video? No. Oh, you got to watch it because she, like, gets into, like, makeup and all that stuff. And she actually, like, transforms herself into a man for the music video. What? She's, like, completely unrecognizable. That's wild. I'm going to have to watch it because, I mean, it was... It is such a good song for, like, all of you women and those who identify as women out there. Like... Mm -hmm such a good song like i'll sit there and like bop to it in my car and then a man will drive by and i'll like flip him off and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't really do that but i do it in my head (laughs) fair no it's it not only is it a bop but it's just like you know everything she says in that song is true like it totally resonates for those who don't know this song go listen to it it's it's basically about like if taylor swift was a man all the things that she would do would be encouraged versus looked down upon Oh man. Yeah. It is like, and there have been several like women and like that are celebrities that have said that like, Hey, I think 
I'm not Nicki Minaj's biggest fan at all. Can't really stand her, but she did yeah, say either. something like, um, in, in like a, something like a blip on TV. She was just like, um, what's the problem? Like when I do, when I act like this, I'm a bitch, but if it were a man, he'd be a boss. And I'm like, oof. Yep. That is that, that was it. That was, that it. was it. That's so true. So yeah. Midnight rain, the man. And I love the lovers song. Oh, cla- that was, oh. uh, that was me and Danielle's first dance song. Damn it. I was going to think, say me and my fiance should dance to that, but I mean, you can, we don't own it. <laughs> true. But I don't know. He might not want to dance to a Taylor Swift song. I guess that's fair. I <laughs> I, I definitely did. <laughs> my, my fiance is so chill and laid back. He'd be like, uh, nope. I and sprinkled I'm like, right. Taylor Swift lyrics into our vows. So like, that's, <laughs> that's how hard I go. I'm like, okay. What's really funny is that my fiance like officiated our best friend's wedding and he actually wrote Taylor Swift lyrics from fairy tale into their song, into their vows. It was oh my great. God. That's great. I love it. It was great. I love Absolutely how this podcast went from like how you make progress, how you get unstuck to like, let's talk about our favorite Taylor Swift songs. You know what? This is just, this is just how it goes. First of all, it like shows that we're real fucking people. We're not just like, we are fitness robots. Like we we're actual real people that care about other shit besides fitness. So we do let's, let's shoot the fucking shit. People love it. Yeah, that's and that's what I've heard. People and if you shit. are listening to this and you hate us shooting the shit, let us know. But if you also love it, we want to know that too. Yeah, usually we shoot the shit in the beginning of the episode, but today we went to the end and I love it. We went it. right in. Yeah. We we did go in. I think it was like we didn't really well, know what to talk about today. So it was like, what do we talk about? Let's just immediately jump in. And now it's like, okay, we had a great conversation. Let's fucking go. Right. Well, you kind of asked me a question that just like actually led into fitness stuff. So like that's fair. Just, that's just how we started the podcast. That's fair. It's all good. Well, thank you for joining us today, guys. We hope that you uh, take a peek at that The Man song by Taylor Swift. Yeah, we Swift. do. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. And also, like, let us know what you think of the podcast, because that would be cool, too. So leave a five-star review or some shit. Yeah. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a written review. We want to we wanna hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you think, um, unless you think we suck. And then you can just keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> what he said <laughs> well thank you everyone for listening hope you have an awesome day hope you have an awesome evening whatever time it is that you're listening you are awesome for listening awesome thanks guys we'll talk to you soon okay love you bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of the donuts and dumbbells podcast We appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to join us. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a review, it helps us reach more people looking to improve their health and fitness. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon.